because dating isn't always great. I'm Amy Helt, and this is the Dating Disasters Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to have such an important guest on today. Now, this guest and I connected on Twitter over a discussion about sort of a dating disaster, and we have become friends offline, which is amazing. She has a blog, lollyshopping.com. You can find her there. And an amazing podcast of her own called There Are No Nice Guys. I would like to welcome my friend, Laura. Laura, I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about first. Well, first, for everybody who's listening, we are still in the midst of this ridiculous pandemic. Yes. So something that we thought way back in March would be two, three weeks, maybe four. It's now almost Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> and here we sit recording mm -hmm. remotely for everyone's safety. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe let's start first with that, Lara, because you are out there and you are dating. That's actually how we connected. Mm -hmm. And now with the pandemic, how has it been? Have you even been able to make any headway or get out there at all during this time? Well, you know, I'm single, you know, which is why I'm usually out there in the dating world. Um, but I also have elderly parents that live here in Las Vegas and that I tend to and that I spend time with. So not wanting to expose them to anything that I expose myself to, I cut off my dating life, my sex life since March. Everything. So yes. completely. Oh my completely. God. I even took down my profiles off the dating apps because I knew I would have bouts of loneliness and horniness. Mm -hmm. And just talking to a cute guy can be tempting can you know it's like a little double on your shoulder next thing you know you're out doing things that maybe aren't so responsible so i took down the dating apps i um just you know, haven't been talking to guys i haven't been reaching out to any guys from my past i've just completely cut off my whole dating life and sex life um and then yesterday i got into it with my mother <laughs> As uh -oh. we daughters sometimes do, <laughs> yeah. you know how mothers are. <laughs> and um, I decided that I needed a little season three friends, Ross, Rachel break from my mother. <laughs> Just a break. I'm not disowning my mother. I'm not taking her out of my life. But I'm like, you know what? If I'm not going to be seeing my mother for a little while, just to get a nice breather and not, you know, be around them, why shouldn't I play a little? and just sort of see what's out there. So I turned Bumble and Tinder back on, Amy. I'm back on there with a new bio, new profile, new everything. Wow, so this is very recent, like yes. yesterday or the day before. Yes, yes. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, so you're sort of diving back in with mm -hmm. preliminary, I used to call it reconnaissance, like just kind of checking out what's on there, Yes. kind of taking notes. Have you found anything interesting? Sadly, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like I broke Bumble because I swiped left so much. I ran out of guys on Bumble. Okay. Okay. Now, in my defense, I did swipe right on at least two guys on Bumble. It just wasn't a match because I haven't gotten any notification. They, they obviously didn't swipe right on me. 
Okay. Um, on Tinder, you know, there's so many guys on Tinder. I don't think I've ever gone through so many that I run out of guys. Um, Tinder, same thing. I've probably swiped right on a, about two guys and it just hasn't been a match. So unfortunately, I'm just not seeing it. It's hard, Amy, because, you know, guys will list their occupations and I feel like I if I'm trying to be somewhat safe in doing this during a pandemic, it's probably best that I not date any healthcare workers mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and thank goodness for healthcare workers. Like, you know, I certainly don't want to be like, Oh, I'm not dating a doctor, but thank goodness for doctors and nurses who are basically saving the country. Absolutely. However, they're also really exposing themselves and that's just too risky for me. And additionally, um, People in the restaurant business, bartenders, I'm kind of thinking, no, they're out there a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm really focused on guys who, like me, work from home because mm-hmm. I figure their bubble will be tighter and more secure. And so that's kind of what I've been swiping right on, like accountants <laughs> <laughs> and web developers because I kind of figure they're working from home too. Right, right. And uh, just unfortunately, I just haven't had a match yet, but it's only been 24 hours, so. Well, you know, what I think is so interesting, and you and I have talked about this stuff for over a year. You know, we met before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, You were gracious enough to have me as a guest Mm -hmm. on your podcast. And we were just talking about being clear about what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And what I think is so interesting is that even now, as you're kind of, you took this hiatus for safety Mm -hmm. reasons. Mm -hmm you're even now being really focused and really clear on what you're looking for. So sometimes that means that you do swipe left on everybody and then yeah. today you've kind of gone through the whole database. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes mm-hmm. when you're really specific and you're not willing to settle. Yes. Have, have your requirements, other than maybe giving a little more thought to their employment situation or how they're spending their time mm-hmm. probably, has anything else changed about what you're looking for as far as dating somebody? Being that now you've had all this time off to kind of spend with yourself and you've made some really big moves, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. and figuratively, mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic. So has anything in your idea of what you're looking for changed? Amy, ever since you and I connected, and you should write this down as a testimonial for your program, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but ever since you and I connected, Amy, and all the advice you've given me, I have become so much more clearer on what I want in terms of dating and men. Oh, wow. Good. I've, I have so much of better understanding and, um, I've been doing so much introspection and just really looking inward and, um, studying myself. I mean, you've studied online dating and, um, I'm studying myself. I am my own subject. And I really am getting clearer on what I want and not settling for last. Um, I think where I struggle is how to achieve what I want. That's where I could use some help. Sure. So maybe let's back up because this is the first time you are gracing my podcast with your presence and your <laughs> your story. Mm-hmm. So when we met, one of the things we talked about was that you had been married for quite some time. A thousand years. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it might have felt like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so now stepping out after being married 
when you were younger and Mm -hmm. spending a good amount of growing up with that person, Mm -hmm. developing who you are, and now stepping out as a single woman, how did that shape you? How did that experience shape initially what you were looking for when you kind of hit the dating scene? When I hit the dating scene, I was like Girls Gone Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was just n- knocking boots with a <laughs> lot of guys. <laughs> and, um, you know, the conquest aspect of it was fun. And right. it certainly was a boost to my ego because I am, you know, I'm in my 40s. I'm in my late 40s now. And it's a big ego boost to get divorced at 40, you know, 45, 46. And, um, and then there's 20 something year old men who want to go to bed with me. I mean, and they're handsome and they're so pretty, Amy. They're just so pretty. (laughs) Like, how am I supposed to, you know, turn that down and be logical about this? So I was just having fun, fun, fun. But as much sexual fun as I was having, I was sexually satisfied. I was so emotionally unsatisfied. And that was a good learning lesson. That was something I needed to understand. And then that was something I needed to, again, look inward was, am I really built to just sort of accept such um, superficial and shallow encounters with men? And what did you find out? Well, I'm not built to do that with every man. Okay. I really am the type of woman, and especially if the sex is good, to fall for a guy. I will fall for a man. Some men, I really am like, okay, that was fun. I don't really need to ever see you again. Other men, I'm like, oh, but I love him. Oh, I think I'm in love with him. And, you know, I, I really am learning that I want something more than just superficial encounters, um, you know, something more respectful and loving and considerate. But as you said, I'm making big moves. And what I, one of the big moves I just made was I just purchased my, a home for myself. Congratulations again. Thank you. That's tremendous. That's a really, really big step. Thank you. I, I feel like it. I feel like it's one of the greatest acts of self-love I've ever done for myself. And that is a beautiful way to put it. That is a really great way to recognize it. And that's what it feels like. So having said that, I'm not ready to share that with anyone. Okay. I don't, I don't want anyone moving in. I, and because I just bought this, I don't want to move out in a year because I've met some great guy and move in with him, no matter how great he is. So I'm trying to find this balance and between, you know, having casual, no strings attached type of encounters with men, but that are also respectful and considerate and thoughtful and loving. And it takes me back to the seventies, Amy, I'm sure you'll remember this term. Remember there used to be when people would have lovers. Yes. We don't do that anymore. You know, it used to be like a woman like me who was single and child free and career oriented and you know, not married and and not tied down to one guy. She had lovers. And I kind of like, I want to go back to that. I want to get a little retro. I want lovers, not necessarily a boyfriend, a fiance, a husband, but lovers. And I don't know how to acquire that in today's age. 
Well, this takes me back to a conversation we had that mm-hmm. time we met at Grape Street and had a glass mm-hmm. of wine. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about a date you had gone on and the guy who you were on the date with. And again, you were always very, very clear about what you were looking for mm-hmm. and put that forward. So someone yeah. who was going out with you was really clear also. Mm-hmm. And it was, I cannot remember where you said you all were, but you had ordered a meal and he didn't have the money to pay for the date. (laughs) So first of all, a man, a man showed up on a date Mm -hmm. without the ability to pay, Mm -hmm. apparently maybe even for his own meal. And I paid for the whole thing. Yeah. Like what the hell's (laughs) going on here? So. To me, that's so interesting because here you are very clear, very forthright, and you have this guy who just doesn't like first. I mean, who does that? Number Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. But that was when I think we really started talking about the difference between or the ability to both be clear about wanting something not complicated, something that is just no strings attached. that's full of possibility because 10 years from now, you don't know what's going to go on or as your needs or wants might change or Mm -hmm. theirs might, Mm -hmm. but that level of respect, because when you told me that all I kept thinking was who raised somebody like that? Yeah. Who raised a man to go out with a woman and just be like, Hey, can you just pay for my meal? Mm -hmm. And then you were generous enough to do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which, I mean, that kind of showed me the level of respect that you are willing to put out Mm -hmm. as you're kind of finding your way through this process. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to find a way just to balance that respect aspect. Mm -hmm. And it is possible. And we did talk about it a little bit then. And maybe we need to revisit it now with, you know, getting back in at the holidays with the new year coming We still have pandemic restrictions, so you still really have to be efficient. You can't just be going out with everybody. Like now is really the time to be, to narrow the focus, because if you're going to go out, you have to make it worth your while. Yeah. If you're going to take that risk to encounter someone and be involved with them, Mm -hmm. but just the ability to balance it. And I think sometimes it's very much in the presentation of what we want. Just the simple, you know, semantics of how we're saying what we're really looking for Mm -hmm. that cue a certain type of person. I mean, something in a profile cued that guy to make him think that showing up and letting you pay was fine and then still expecting to go home with you. Yeah. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, Mm -hmm. hello, free ride. What are you doing? But something there was something that attracted that type of person, which isn't at all the type of person that you want. You can have the no strings attached and the lover and the respect Mm -hmm. and have that like, let's go out to dinner because they they enjoy spending time with you. Yeah. And you enjoy spending time with them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think right now, as you move forward, it's going to be really critical that you look at your profiles that you've put back up Mm -hmm. and make sure thinking about like, who is this speaking to? Yeah, it's what you want and it might be how you would say it, but Mm -hmm. who is it talking to? Who is hearing this Mm -hmm. that's going to respond? 
And you, yeah. we just need to up the level of the, the quality of the response, the quality of the person. Yeah. And yes. I think that can really come from just, you know, a few little tweaks, maybe a couple different words in the profile. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe even putting something out there like, you know, you are looking to balance that casual relationship with respect because you give respect, so you should get it back. Yes. Yeah. But I do think now more than ever, that is going to be so important for you and for anyone who is dating in any capacity right now mm -hmm. is being very clear about what you're looking for, very able to communicate it and very able to quickly cut through the bullshit. Because yeah. I mean, you're still going to get, you know, douchebags who, who you don't want. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're always there, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to be able to kind of get through all that noise to find the one or two or three yeah. that you really want to go out with. I want six lovers. Is that asking too much? <laughs> hey, if they, I mean, if they don't want to know or if they are all okay with it, which I think is something else so interesting about this mm -hmm. is I've always appreciated how bold you are and how clear you are. And you make no bones about it. When we had that first conversation, you're like, oh yeah, no. I just, I don't want a relationship. You're very clear mm -hmm. and a lot of people aren't. Yeah. But it's really just being able to find the person who is clear also mm -hmm. and okay with it. Yeah. Cause you know how you sometimes might fall for somebody. I mean, you run the risk of someone falling for you too, which I'm sure has yes. happened. Yes. So yes, what happens when that happens to you? How do you even navigate it? Um, I usually just block them. <laughs> I know that awful. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We now we need to back up. So, mm -hmm. um, so is this somebody that maybe you have just been out with a few times that yes. seems to get a little too needy, or someone that actually like this could be a relationship and it's like barreling in that direction? No, I mean, okay. So uh, there have been usually when I do the blocking aspect of it, it's only because all we did was match. All we did was have a conversation. Okay. And the next thing you know, I am waking up to 98 notifications from Facebook because he found me there and now he's liked every single picture and left a comment and it's just psychotic. I mean, I just think yeah. that's weird. Yeah. So when guys tend to like fall for me in that way, and it really is more of a lust thing as opposed to falling in love with me. I, I know these guys aren't falling in love with me. They're falling in lust. Right. And they're desperate. And that's a big turnoff for me. You know, I love lust and I love attention, but when it gets to the point of desperation, it's just a big turnoff. So those are the guys that I normally am like, yeah, I, I can't with this dude. Um, you know, I had, there was another guy that I dated and, um, he was interested in a relationship. So he, but he continued to see me until he, and continued to see other women. And then one did want a relationship with him and then that's when we stopped seeing each other, you know? So it just sort of ended that way amicably, except that he did want to continue seeing me while he was having a relationship with this other woman. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not going to work that way. But look how interesting, like, again, mm -hmm. the level of self-respect and clarity mm -hmm. that you have, that mm -hmm. you know, that's not what you want. Yeah. So let me ask you this too, while we're just on this topic, mm -hmm. the topic of someone already being involved with someone, mm -hmm. deal breaker for you or no? I would like to say yes, because so if I initially it is so if I 
am going through Tinder and I love the guys who are very honest and open and say, I'm in a marriage. And it's either I'm in a marriage and it's an open relationship or I'm in a marriage so I need to keep this on the down low. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a marriage and you're honest about it, props to you for being open and honest and letting a woman know what she's getting herself into. I do swipe left on that. It just sounds like it's too much time drama. If you're involved with somebody, you're not really going to have time for me. And right. I don't want to be playing second, second fiddle. I, I really like men who are available, not men who are trying to fit me in their schedule kind of thing. Um, right. Now, unfortunately, there have been more than one instance where I've started seeing a guy and he didn't tell me he was married yes. until after, you know, we've been out together a couple of times. And by that point, I'm like, eh, I mean, I've already seen you a couple of times so far. It's not been a problem and I might continue it, but I continue knowing it's a temporary thing, knowing that at some point I'm going to say, I can't keep doing this. How so, long did it take you in that case? It, it depends. I mean, it could take a week. It could take a couple months. Mm -hmm. Um, but not like, it's not, it's not like I would ever have an ongoing, like a year long affair with, with a married man. Um, but yeah, maybe a couple months, you know, knowing that it's temporary. Um, I always try to justify it with, um, well, it's not like he's paying my bills. It's not like I'm taking any money from his family, you know, cause I would never do that. Cause to right. me, it's like, oh, you know, I might sleep with a married guy, but at least I won't take his money, you know, right, <laughs> as, right. as though that's my differentiation there for me being like immoral, you know? Um, but it's true. Like I, I won't take money from a man, you know, as far as him paying my bills or anything. Um, so, but essentially, yeah, it, I mean, overall, yes. I mean, it's, it's certainly not my preference to be involved with somebody who is already involved. Um, I did start talking to a guy who was in an open relationship. Um, and we were just talking it never went anywhere. It just sort of fizzled. Um, but I was kind of open-minded and willing to give it a chance. And he answered all of my questions about what the rules were and that kind of thing. Um, but it's not really my preference. I mean, honestly, I would love a guy who's in a situation like me where he's just available and free to do as he wishes. So with the guy that you were seeing casually dating and he was casually dating some other people, mm -hmm. And he found one who also wanted a relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you all had to talk about that, I mean, how did you feel about that? Were you comfortable like, okay, man, that's fine. Move on. No problem. Did it sting a little bit? Was there any kind of buyer's remorse that maybe you were like, oh my gosh, I mean, now he's got this relationship and that could have been me. No, I think what stung was the fact that he said, I'm in a relationship, but can I still keep seeing you? That's what stung. Uh, okay. Um, I was just very disappointed in that behavior because it didn't seem to me that he was in an open relationship. Oh, okay. So he was automatically betraying the woman that he got into a relationship with. And I was just so disappointed that he was the kind of guy to get into a relationship already with the intention of being, um, you know, of, of, of not being loyal to her, you know, of, of committing inf infidelity, you know? Yeah. I mean, he showed you who he was really quickly. Yeah. Like in that moment, you saw his ethics and his mm -hmm. morals and, and really how he would even treat you. Yeah. Yeah. It you was know? really disappointing because he, he didn't seem like the kind of guy who would be like that. And I just immediately felt bad for that woman because, you yeah. know, she got into this relationship with him thinking relationship as in serious, exclusive, monogamous. 
And he got into the relationship thinking, Laura will probably still see me because she doesn't want to be in a relationship anyway. Yeah. So kind of have his cake, but eat it too. He has Mm -hmm. a stability situation when he wants it and he has fun and relaxed, no strings when he wants that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what stung. Yeah. that That's pretty rough. But I think also probably better for you that oh, that yeah. did happen and you got mm-hmm. to see him for who he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine the men out there that do this and they're not having a casual relationship. They're actually like looking for multiple relationships with people and yeah, which makes things very complicated. And I think that's a reason why online dating also gets kind of a bad reputation because mm-hmm. it's easy to be something that you create instead of being who you actually are. So you never really know who you're dealing with right away. Yeah, unfortunately, there are people who do have this sort of um, nefarious intentions, and then they um, use it as a way to hide, you know, who they are, you know, they hide in plain sight, so to speak. And, um, and it does, you know, it's a downer for the rest of us who, like you just said, how I'm very transparent, and I'm very open. And, you know, it's unfair to those of us who are transparent and open for people to use it to catfish, use it to have affairs, um, use it to be dishonest. Yeah, it really is. And it's unfortunate that it happens, which is why, you know, I even experienced it when I was dating online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was communicating with a guy who sounded great. I mean, you know, and we would either message back and forth or actually talk on the phone. And I asked a lot of questions, doing my due diligence to kind of get information so that I can go cross-check it. Mm -hmm. And got all this info, went to look it up, and I couldn't find any of it. You know, Mm -hmm. he had written a book, gave me the title of the book. I'm like, this will be easy. Like, I mean, I'll just go online. Said he was um, traveling faculty at Stanford or something. Mm -hmm. No problem. I'll just look at their faculty list. This is simple. Mm -hmm. And nothing was matching. And I couldn't figure it out until I actually reverse searched his phone number. It got connected to a name. I searched the name and found a property that he and his wife own Mm -hmm. here, exactly where he said he lived. So Mm -hmm. didn't lie about that. Mm -hmm. But he had essentially told me truth except for his name. Yeah. And it cost me $4.95 to reverse search his phone number and maybe an hour's worth of work. Mm-hmm. Saved me a ton of hassle. Mm-hmm. And I think back often because there was a day he called me and I was in my office in my tracksuit with a ponytail because I was working from home. Mm-hmm. He was driving to my part of town to do something, I don't know, passing through and wanted to meet at Starbucks. You know, hey, can you just, why don't we just meet at Starbucks for a coffee? We haven't been able to meet yet. Mm-hmm. Super casual. And you and I have talked about before that when I go on a date, it's we're going to dinner. Like it's a date mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I want the effort from the other person too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want quick. I don't want super easy. I want you to put forth effort because I'm serious about this. Yeah. And that's a way for you to show me you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you know, man, I'm working. I'm in my tracksuit. No. And and I'm just not going. That's not how I would go on a date. So he tried to convince me. I was like, no, can't do it. And I think often back to that, like what a saving moment that was. My Mm -hmm. tracksuit and my ponytail and my weird hang up with like how I prefer to date. Mm -hmm. Because it saved me from being in a position to meet someone who isn't who they say they are. 
mm-hmm. or who is who they say they are and you know but not telling me the whole truth yeah and i just found that very frustrating but it taught me such important lessons about how to kind of double check stuff mm-hmm. and guard as much as i could against that happening again yeah and you know too that you can't nothing is 100% you can check stuff the person can be legit and you go out with them and then it's just a shit show Yes. That you don't find out until you're there or you've already been out with them a few times and you start Mm -hmm. to learn more. Yeah. So in your case, because you are clear about what you're looking for, when you go out with somebody a couple times, is there, I mean, what, what causes you to kind of feel uneasy or really think, you know, even though I'm not going to marry this guy, Mm -hmm. this is probably not the direction I want to go. Is there something that kind of gets to you that puts on your internal red flag? I think I have been able to dodge a lot of bullets because I've been able to catch red flags, as you said, in doing like checks on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's always a phone call. Yep. Um, so someone psycho, that's going to come out in the verbal conversation you have with them. Yeah. And we've talked about some of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've mm-hmm. shared that's some stories true. about that. And also taking the conversation off the app. So let's say you don't necessarily have a phone conversation, but it's a text message conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, You can discover a lot about that person in that as well. So I've been able to dodge a lot of bullets. I would say most of my dates um, in terms of, you know, me realizing, oh, this guy isn't for me, not because they were psycho or, you know, it might be because even the guy who didn't pay for his meal, I mean, that's harmless in the sense at least he wasn't psycho right right um so any of those dates you know bad behavior you know like the guy who didn't pay for his meal there was another date i had where this guy completely turned his back to me and started having a conversation with the women on the other side of the bar where he was sitting yeah so i mean how did you handle that we talked about that and Mm -hmm. you know i think it's fair to say that at some point most of us at least women have Mm -hmm. been in a similar scenario so how did you handle that when it was happening? What were you thinking? Um, I immediately just shut down. I was immediately like, oh, so my immediate thought was this dude fucked up. Mm-hmm. It was not a, oh, what did I do wrong? Oh, those, those women are prettier than I am. It did not become a, I did something wrong or I did something to deserve this. And I want, I wish somehow I could give every woman that power. Because right. so many women blame themselves when a date goes badly or they're rejected or, you know, they, you know, like I just said, how I swiped right on at least four guys and none of them swiped right on me. I don't take it personal. Right. Um, so my immediate thought was this dude fucked up mm-hmm. because I looked bomb. I was looking hot and sexy and I'm a great conversationalist. I'm great in bed. If you fuck up a date, dude, you, you've, you've missed out. Like this dude missed out. And so I, my first thought was he fucked up. And then I just was like, okay, well, I'm done. Like this guy gets no more chances. At that point, it was like, okay, his, he was given an opportunity on this date and he fucked it up. And so now his opportunity is gone. So I was done. And so I basically checked out of the date mentally and got the bill and um you know he could immediately see once he was done with this conversation came back to our date he he saw you know my language and my energy all of that he knew and panicked 
like mm-hmm. a child, which was <laughs> even more of a turn off. I mean, he wasn't even mature and manly about it. I mean, he just panicked like this 18 year old nerd who just has no clue how to be on a date. Right. Um, and then, of course, became defensive because, you know, isn't that usually what adult men do is that they become defensive. It's, it's not an adult thing to do. But once they're grown, men do become very defensive when they displayed some sort of bad behavior yep. and then there's a consequence for it. They can become defensive. And so he was doing the defensive stuff. I was very frank with him. I outright was like, look, what you just did was rude. Um, during the day he had complained about on past dates, how women will bring out the phone. I don't ever do this cause I think it's rude as well, Correct. but yeah, they, they bring out their phone and they start getting on Facebook or they start texting friends or whatever. And he think it's rude to do that on a date. So I explained to him, I said, you just complained about women doing, bringing out their phones. You interrupted our date to have a conversation with somebody else. That is rude. We're done. You're never going to get a chance to go on a date with me again. And wow. I was just frank with it. Now he was... I have to give him credit for this. He walked me to my car, which I know you think is like a really big deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Total so matters. Yeah. I thought at least, you know, that was redeeming on his part. And when he walked me to my car, I was like, there is hope for this guy. He will learn from this lesson. And the next day he goes on, he's never going to do this again. So I feel like I did women everywhere a favor, whoever yep. dates this guy. Um, you know, because he wasn't a horrible person, but that was bad behavior and it fell below my standards. Other women might be okay with it. I don't know that it's necessarily disrespectful behavior. I put it in the category of disrespectful behavior. Another woman might not think it's such a big deal, but hopefully he learned his lesson. And hopefully he'll never do it again. Well, you know what I think is interesting about that too? When you do something like that, and, and I mean, whether you're a man or a woman, if you're a woman, you're bringing out your phone on your date, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. however you're showing that lack of respect for the person mm-hmm. you're spending time with, you've done it before and gotten yeah. away with it. Yeah. That's why you didn't think anything of it and just mm-hmm. did it so casually, like mm-hmm. this is just acceptable. Yeah. And it's never until someone kind of stops you that you actually think about it like, oh, I didn't, you know, you probably on some level know you're doing something wrong, but mm-hmm. maybe it, nobody has ever challenged you on it. So you just kind of figure no one cares. True. And it's True. so important when you mention it fell below your standard. Mm-hmm. People do have very different standards of behavior, standards mm-hmm. of what's acceptable, and that's okay. And you have to be comfortable with that. And that's another thing I've always really appreciated about you is you know that about yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing like when you are not treated to a standard. Okay. Because you know that there are a million other men out there. You have to find them. So that can Mm -hmm. be tedious, but there are other men available who will not do dumb things like that. Yeah. Because that's just a bullshit move. I mean, that's just like you could have gotten up and left the date. I mean, how long is it going to take him till he looks and is like, hey, where'd my date go? Yeah, true. You know? I mean, that's just in poor taste. It's rude. It would be rude if, you know, we were out having drinks or something and one mm-hmm. of us did it mm-hmm. and ignored the other person. Yeah. So it, it's just that human, that human respect, courtesy, having some manners. I mean, at least he did walk into your car, which I give him credit for that. Yeah. And yeah. I really think probably you did the next woman a huge favor. I would bet my life he will not make that mistake again. When he yeah. wants to, he will, he will start to do it and he will be like, nope not the Mm -hmm. thing to do. Yes. So he does, he owes you a thank you too, because he missed out on a really great opportunity because he was acting like a weirdo. Yeah. 
Yeah. And something so simple. And I think that's what people forget sometimes. It's those little tiny things. That isn't, you know, him double booking himself and having Mm -hmm. his other date on his right hand side and you on his left. This is just a behavior that he's probably done a million times, didn't think anything of. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be a big deal that can cause a whole thing to go to shit. Yeah. And if everybody can just go in with just like, this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. I respect your position. I need you to respect mine. Mm -hmm. Things would be so much easier. Totally. Totally. I mean, someday I hope we get there. I hope that enough people (laughs) kind of get the hang of how to interact with other humans. Um, You know, I'm looking forward, though, to your experiences coming up as you're getting back out here now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We were talking a little bit before we actually started recording this, just about the timing. You know, Mm -hmm, still pandemic, mm -hmm. but Christmas time, Hanukkah, all all holidays in December, Mm -hmm. New Year's, um, and people really having this whole opportunity to reflect on, if I'm by myself, is that really, do I really, am I okay alone? Do I like what I've created for myself or do Mm -hmm. I want something different? Just like people who have relationships. Do they still want this relationship after being cooped up with this person? Oh, for sure. For this long. So I Mm -hmm. think it's going to be such an interesting mix of hopefully a little more awareness, Mm -hmm. but better opportunity, you know, for you too, because more options and a variety of of options where sometimes it can seem like there aren't any. You know, when you're specific, it's like, well, today nobody meets that. Okay, I'll try tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Uh, My fantasy is that, I shouldn't say, God, it sounds awful what I'm about to say. (laughs) So realistically speaking, we know there's going to be a bunch of divorces. You just said how people are looking, you know, the people who are single are looking and saying, you know, do I really want to be alone? The people who are in relationships are saying, is this actually a good relationship for me after all? So right. we know there's going to be a lot of breakups and divorces as this pandemic comes to an end. So my fantasy is that there will be a slew of experienced divorced men um, on Bumble, on Tinder, on Hinge, on the dating apps who don't want to jump into a relationship immediately. Mm-hmm. And those are the men I think that would be perfect for me. Um, I could take them under my wing and show them (laughs) divorced life and being single. And I think I could finally have the lovers, the vintage 1970s style lovers. I mean, I have a jacuzzi, Amy, like I need, you know. It is just, have, have you used it yet? I haven't. It actually has a, a tiny leak, nothing major, but I need to get that repaired. And it just okay. needs to be prepped. It needs to be cleaned and prepped. So I need to hire a like a pool guy. Okay. Maybe he'll be hot. We'll see. Hey, I was going to say opportunity, <laughs> literally right. knocking. He, he could be like my first <laughs> my first vintage style lover that I'm looking for. There but, you go. Know, I, I, I need some like Burt Reynolds mustache wearing hairy, you know, 40 something, 50 year old man over here to get to my hot tub with me. And, you know, maybe... Maybe this whole pandemic thing will work out for me with a, a slew of divorcees on the on Bumble and Tinder. Well, I think we definitely do need to revisit this. <laughs> and we need to also revisit um, you know, what what's what you're attracting on Bumble and Tinder as these yes. new opportunities come up. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think you're right with what could be happening 
with Mm -hmm. the influx of people just not being happy and just not being happy in their relationships. Yeah. And you would be such a great guide for them because you went through something totally similar and had to Mm -hmm. find your way kind of on your own. Mm -hmm. So even just being able to see it from their perspective and understand it, I think is just completely invaluable. Yes. Even in a casual lover kind of relationship, you still need the support and the respect of the other person. You are inspiring me to maybe put something together and put that in my bio. Something along the lines of, I would be a great match for a newly divorced man who isn't ready to jump into a serious relationship. You know what? That, to phrase it like that, is perfect. Mm -hmm. So imagine... And listeners, imagine if you're just scrolling through bios and you are reading that, that says very clearly who you are and what you want and what you have to offer and what you expect in return. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful way to put it. It's a really respectful way to put it. It's a very confident way to put it. So it kind of cuts out the jerks who just want to hook up and get high all the time. Not Mm -hmm. that they're not fun once in a while, but they can be complicated too. Yes. And even though you want fun, you're still an adult. You still have a lot to offer. You're intelligent. Mm -hmm. You're successful. You're beautiful. You're funny. You're interesting. And you don't need to cut any of that away to fit with someone who's like 23 and hot for now. Yeah. There are guys who are a little more, you know, in... A particular age group that might be a better fit yeah for what you're looking for i i think you know what i think you should try that okay. and see as and maybe try it now and leave it until the end of january mm-hmm. because i really feel like between now and then is when there's going to be a more of an influx of people mm-hmm. um, who have just made determinations that they want 2021 to be different yeah. 2020 sucked it sucked on different levels for depending on what you were experiencing. Yeah. So a lot of people want 2021 to be it. They want to mm-hmm. get all the ducks in a row that they couldn't this year for a variety mm-hmm. of reasons. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to suggest make that change. And okay. I know we will talk about it, but I definitely mm-hmm. want to continue this conversation because your perspective has so much value to people. I feel like we get so caught up in thinking about dating and mm-hmm. it has to look like something in particular. Yeah. And if we aren't doing that, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Or just kind of getting out there and taking whatever comes our way, which yeah. in life is a bad thing. I mean, man, mm-hmm. you think about people take whatever job comes their way, whatever partner, mm-hmm. whatever what comes their way yeah. when yeah. they're not picking. And... Um, and just your whole experience of coming from a, a long-term stable relationship, but that wasn't giving you what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now understanding that and actually doing the work to go find it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really inspiring. That's, I've always had a lot of respect oh. over you for that. And that's why I love our conversations because there's just so much to them. Thank you. Well, and thank you for always kind of guiding me there. You're, you're like a therapist where you don't tell me exactly <laughs> what I should do, but through our conversation, I discover the changes I need to make and what I should do next. So I am really excited about adding this new little part to my bio. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know if you remember, we talked months ago when mm-hmm. your um, bios were still active mm-hmm. about the little things like you are learning yes. to play guitar. That's interesting. 
That's mm-hmm. what people want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep that in my bio. I don't know if you remember, and I'm going to get really graphic now. Um, remember, I used to have in my bio like something along the lines of like, I, I'm a size queen. I only like big dicks. You know? Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. So that's true. But what happens? Like, what kind of response do well, you get? Well, that's when, like you said, it was just going to be trashy guys, including guys who didn't have big dicks, but, you know, were trying to convince me they did. Because I have so... news. Everyone who, every guy thinks they do. I mean, I think some maybe know they're small, but yeah. a lot of them think their dick is big. And I'm like, did you not look at anyone else's? Do you not have any reference? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's Come so on. bizarre. So, you know, after you and I met when we had our, our little wine and, and lunch, you know, mm-hmm. um, I did remove that from my bio. So that's not <laughs> my bio anymore. And um, I do try to phrase it better. Uh, right now, it says something along the lines of I'm open to both casual encounters or a loving relationship. Oh, that's fantastic. So I put that there and I am open to that. I mean, I don't want to shut out and say, I just absolutely am not going to fall in love. No, I could fall in love, but you know, I just want to make sure that I fall in love with someone who isn't going to try and move in my house and isn't going to try to move me into their house, you know, as long as that isn't going to be happening right away. Um, yeah. But I, I want to be open to it. I want to show or convey that I have an open mind and an open heart. And you don't want to miss out on opportunity because Mm -hmm. by the way we phrase things in online dating profiles, and I think sometimes people don't consider that enough, Mm -hmm. you, you do eliminate a huge chunk of people. True. Like with saying something about, you know, I let guys with big dicks. Okay. I mean, the guy with the big dick might read that and be like, oh my God, this is Vegas. She just wants casual. I'm out. Like she's going to roll me. Something weird's going to happen. I don't know Mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of that same idea your want is still exactly the same Mm -hmm. you just need to package it differently in the presentation Mm -hmm. so you can get to know that person and then find out and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's those little tiny things and I'm just excited for your new opportunities and expecting much fewer like weird things like paying (laughs) for your own meal the guy talking to someone else I mean that still does happen Mm -hmm. because people are assholes yeah. And they just don't know how to act. And you yeah. can't help that. That's not something you have to go out with someone to find that out about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I think your screening process, definitely you're, you're, you're taking what you're so clear about in yourself and applying it to screening and vetting your date. Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. Thank you. I am trying to get better at it. I'm still, you know, I'm doing the work, you know, yeah. doing the work on it. So. Oh gosh. And it's an ongoing thing. It will always change mm-hmm. in a year. It'll be different. Mm-hmm. It could be different in a month. Yeah. So you just always have to be able to understand yourself and kind of roll with it, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is very cool. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But we definitely have to follow up on this. Okay. And there okay. are so many other things that we didn't get to touch on. So I am looking forward to us continuing this conversation Yes. Um, in an additional episode. Okay. And we have two seasons of There Are No Nice Guys out right now. Correct? Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah, I have had awesome. two seasons out already. Um, you can find There Are No Nice Guys on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And uh, I, like as I said, I just bought a new house. I'm settling in. So again. Uh, my, my next goal is to get season three out there. Fantastic. And yeah. I encourage everybody to check out this podcast because you cover not just regular dating stuff. I mean, it's so deep and the content is so good. Thank you. Um, it really is a must listen. The episodes are 
just fascinating. And it's, you know, you think there are no nice guys. It's just going to be about a bunch of guys who are jerks. Not at all. <laughs> you cover yeah. a lot and you cover a lot of topics that I think a lot of women aren't comfortable talking about. I tried to formulate There Are No Nice Guys to be a support group for single women. And that's really what I've been going for. So that I do cover topics like divorce, like breaking up during a pandemic. Um, but then we do lighthearted stuff too, like, you know, dating horror stories or how to be sexy. Um, but you know, I really do want a, a source, a resource for single women, somewhere they can go to and go, aha, I'm not the only one who's experienced that. I just want single women to realize everything they've gone through, whether it's a bad date, a bad breakup, falling in love with a guy that you knew was just a hookup. Um, mm -hmm. you're not alone, you know, and that's what there are no nice guys is there for is just to let the single woman know she's not alone. Which is fantastic because that just lets people feel like it's okay. Someone's been through this and picking up the tips and tricks from people who have been through it already. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go through it again. Exactly. It's, it's a really great podcast, guys. Make sure you check it out. And your blog is lollyshopping.com. Lollyshopping.com is a women's lifestyle blog. Sometimes I do talk about dating, but I also talk about career, women's health, uh, fashion trends, shopping. In fact, I just got a release today on a new shoe line that is actually based here in Vegas. Oh, wow. So yeah, I'll be blogging about oh. that soon. Yeah. So that's really exciting. So um, yeah, I like to just cover all kinds of topics that women are interested in skincare, hair care, that sort of stuff. Yeah, guys, you need to check out that blog too. It is amazing with the information. Um, loved the Christmas sweater segment. There was some <laughs> stuff too over the pandemic about belly dancing. You did an yes. article about that. Just some really cool stuff, very cool lifestyle stuff. So mm -hmm, check mm -hmm. that out at lollyshopping.com. And if you want to get my seven best online dating tips, they are my seven essential tips to have success with online dating you can use them even now in the pandemic because shoring everything up and making sure you're ready to go is key for when everyone else is ready to get back out there. You can grab those at onlinedatingresults.com. Uh, it's a free download and it's something you can implement right now, even if you are not comfortable getting back into the dating scene yet. Get it ready because I'm telling you guys, this time of year through January, you're going to, I think, see a really nice influx of new opportunities. Mm -hmm. And Laura, I would love to have you back on to talk more about those opportunities and how everything is going. Yes, and, I can come back and report back to you. Yeah, it's great. And I hope actually we have um, less disaster <laughs> and much more like excitement. I think I we think have so. a good balance already, though, to be honest. We're, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm off on the right foot. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you again for joining me today. And everyone else, dating is not always great. This was the Dating Disasters Podcast. I'm Amy Help, and I will see you next time.